The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Talking to you all on Monday, day after, a game that will live in infamy amongst national football analysts and pundits, local sports writers and talking heads, New York Giants players, and their whiny crybaby fan base. The Eagles last night lost 20-14 to to the Washington football team. I hate calling them that. I usually just write Washington if I'm writing about the team. Football team is still so weird. I know they're probably going to continue on with that name. Totally different discussion. It's weird. It hides all the you know racial implications that came with their name for the previous decades and decades and decades. And you know, they think it's everything's fine now because they changed it, you know, decades too late. Anyway, Washington makes it in the playoffs, wins the NFC East. I don't know if you guys have heard this joke this year. Because all the teams in the NFC East were bad. What if we called them the NFC East? How about that? How about that? Anyway, earlier in the day on Sunday, the Giants took on the Cowboys. Giants won. Which meant that they still had a shot at the postseason. If the Eagles were to beat Washington, then they would be in. Obviously, the Eagles did not. Smartly so. And the one element of that game that, again, will be a talking point for not just this entire offseason, but I think for years to come in terms of just the entire focus of scheduling and the rewards and reaping of benefits with draft positioning in the NFL... They're late in the game. The Eagles take out Jalen Hurts, who I am a big Jalen Hurts guy. He's my QB1. Did not play well as a quarterback throwing the ball in the passing game on Sunday night. They take him out. They put in Nate Sudfeld. Eagles lose the game. Obviously, Nate Sudfeld, you know, he's the human tank. He's the human reverse victory cigar. He's the, you know, the six-pick cigar. Nate Sudfeld's coming in. Smoke that one up. They're getting the six-pick. People go incredulous. Giants fans or players are live tweeting. There's some radio station people in New York melting down. Giants players are freaking out. 
See some weirdo fan saying that, oh, you know, they better be careful when they come to the Meadowlands next year because we're coming strapped or it's, it's going to be a war. Shut up, loser. I don't care. People think it was embarrassing. It wasn't embarrassing. It's what they should have done. They punted on that game. And the difference was they will have the sixth pick in the draft as opposed to the ninth pick. And the same for each successive round. Like they'll be picking three spots earlier in the second round. In the third round, they don't have their fourth round of this year. The fifth round, sixth round, etc. It's smart. Next September, if the Eagles get Jamar Chase and he scores a touchdown, his first touch on a midnight green, we're not going to care anymore that the Eagles lost to Washington. And it's they've, I've seen people say, it violates the integrity of the sport, of the division. It, it violates the integrity of this rivalry that the NFC East teams have. Someone was winning the NFC East yesterday. It wasn't going to be the Eagles. And as long as it wasn't Dallas, I don't give an F who wins between the Giants and Washington. I would have liked to seen the reaction if Dallas was the team that would have won on Sunday afternoon and the Eagles were in a position to either win and beat Washington, which would allow Dallas to win a division, or to lose and ha- allow, intentionally so, tanking-wise, to allow Washington to go in and Dallas to go home, not planning more this season. I think the reaction, even amongst Eagles fans, would, because I think there's still a little divide there, more palpable for, you know, an older generation of Eagles fans that said, hey, we screwed over Dallas. We did our job. That That's what the Eagles are supposed to do. Whatever. But because New York won, it seems a little different. And I think New York is in a different way than Dallas. One of those blue blood programs, franchises in the NFL. They've been around one of the oldest franchises. Um, you know, they have a, you know, an ownership family that's been there decades and decades and decades. Uh, the Mara family, and you know, I see Eli Manning tweeting about it. I'm like, dude, shut up, shut up, shut up, dude. They won six games, six games. If they really wanted to make the playoffs, they should have won more than six games. This isn't a ten and six team that got left out in the cold. They won six games. They lost a game to the Eagles. If you wanted to make the postseason, you should have beat the Eagles on Thursday Night Football. Carson Wentz, the whole team was a mess. Mess all season. You should have beat them then if you wanted to make the postseason. You shouldn't have had six wins. You should have had more. You shouldn't have started, what, two and seven or whatever it was. Tanking is only a problem when it happens in Philadelphia. The Jets, they were winless for a large portion of the season. Then they eventually put them in a position where... They actually won a game, knocking themselves out of that first of all pick in a guaranteed selection of Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence, and they left themselves with the second pick, which they will likely take, you know, Justin Fields, quarterback from Ohio State or some other player. The entire internet poked fun at New York, at the Jets, for doing that. Oh my God, the Jets won. It's going to set the franchise back decades. Oh my God, how could the Jets do this to their fans when they get game? Oh, I feel so bad for Jets fans. They suffered through this and now they can't get Trevor Lawrence. How is that different than what the Eagles did? They did it all season. 
They made a mockery of their entire season. They went into that season with the intention of not winning a football game. The Eagles went into this season with the intention of winning the Super Bowl. A misguided intention. A foolish intention. One that it was not based in reality, clearly, sitting here many months later. But they played to win. They played to win and make the postseason every game this year until it was mathematically impossible for them to win the division to make the playoffs. On the same way, as long as the Eagles have an opportunity, however slim, to make the postseason, I will continue rooting for them full stop, going crazy wild during the games, living and dying with every false snap, false start, and neutral zone infraction and defensive pass interference and drop catch for one of the Eagles' craptastic wide receivers. But yesterday, I wanted to see the offense play well. I got excited when Jalen Hurts rushed for those two touchdowns. I wanted to see Jalen Hurts play well. I wanted to see Travis Fulgham, Jalen Rager play well. I wanted to see the young guys do well. In my head, I wanted them to lose. Going into that game, I wanted them to lose. I'm not sitting there cheering when Washington gets a first down. If you were doing that, whatever, that's your move. It's hard for me to, in the heat of the moment, to be like, yeah, I want the Eagles to lose. My head, I knew the Eagles, the smart thing was for the Eagles to lose. In a vacuum, I wanted them to lose the game, and they did, and right now I'm happy they did. Because now they have a shot at a Jamar Chase or a Devonta Smith when there is a chance, picking ninth in April, that at least one or possibly neither of those guys would be on the board for them. In my mind, because that decision isn't... People who think that's a Doug Peterson decision for <laughs> tanking that game are clueless. You mean to tell me Doug Peterson can't pick his own coaching staff, can't bench his own quarterback, but he's allowed, with his own doing, to throw a game? To throw a game. That's an organizational mandate coming straight from the top with Jeffrey Lord. Do you think it was any type of coincidence that over the weekend reports came out that Doug Peterson's job was safe for 2021? Because you know what happened? Howie and Jeff and Doug all met and talked and they said, Doug, play all the young guys. We'll see what happens. Take a loss. We want Jamar Chase. You'll you'll both be back next year. Let's figure this out this offseason. And I'd be misguided bringing the, both of those guys back. That's a different discussion. But just in terms of how they planned for this one game, obviously it came down from the top. And again, the hypocrisy there is astounding. I saw a few different things that were hypocritical to me in terms of this whole tanking debate. I don't know who was the original tweeter, but I think it was just some beat writer was talking about tanking. And I, I saw... Someone replied to the tweet, and it was one of those, you know, people who don't have their real names on the account, just, you know, those types of cowards. And they said to some extent, oh, this was an embarrassment. And it was embarrassing to tank. It's embarrassing to lose a game on purpose. And do you know who who was in that person's profile picture, their avatar, whatever you want to say? Picture of Sixers player Ben Simmons. The guy they threw an entire season for to draft. How about that hypocrisy? One Giants fan, I don't know his name. You probably know who I'm talking about. His his profile picture 
look like McLovin from Superbad. Just a total G-nerd. The guy that was like, oh, we're going to fight you guys when you come to the Meadowlands. Bro. My little cousin could beat the crap out of you. Anyway, someone did some digging and they found a tweet from him from last year saying he wanted the Giants to win the last, lose the last couple of games of the season for better draft pick. Oh, it's okay when you do that. But when your stinky six-win team needs a crappy four and five team, four and four and five, four eleven and one, four ten and one team to beat another bad below five hundred team in Washington. You gotta shut up. You gotta stop complaining. You didn't deserve to win the division. No one did. It's your own fault. And any other season, winning six games wouldn't put you anywhere close to the postseason. I wanted the Eagles to make the division, to win the division, to make the playoffs, because I love watching the Eagles play. I want to watch Jalen Hurts play more football. I wanted that excitement every Sunday. But in reality, did they deserve to make the playoffs? No, but someone has to win. And I want it to be the Eagles, and it's not. So then I don't care. Like, I'd rather be Washington or New York. If it's not Dallas, I don't care. Washington or New York makes no difference to me. Then I saw Dan Orlovsky, the biggest Carson Wentz Lloyd of all time, sent out a notes app screenshot. That's how you know it's bad. Because usually when someone does a notes app screenshot, they're doing an apology. And it's, they're usually going off the rails. And Orlovsky never met him. Probably a nice guy in real life. No shade to him as a person. Is just freaking out that the Eagles threw that game, put in Nate Sudfield over Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, who, again, I love, played terrible. <laughs> played terrible last night. In any other situation, that guy, that performance, that stat line was worthy of a benching no matter who it was. Dan Orvlovsky freaking out. Someone digs up a tweet from him from earlier in the season talking about Jaguars and Jets fans saying, I know you guys want to win some games and have some fun, but it's not worth it for the future healthier franchise. You need to get a top pick, a top two pick. So it's okay when those crappy franchises who've always been bad and came into the season with zero intention of fielding a good football team. The Eagles didn't actually field a good football team, but they thought they were. It's okay to do that, but it's not okay for the Eagles. On the last day of the season, it's not the Eagles' fault that game came on 8.30. If a game came on at 1 o'clock, people probably aren't talking about it. It's just that game had the most cachet in terms of it was a win and you're in game for Washington. I understand why the league and NBC put that game there. And it's unfortunate that the entire football world had to watch that on national television. But know what? The Eagles aren't the first team to do that. They're nowhere near the team to do that as blatantly as I've seen over the last several years watching football. And guess what? They will not be the last team to do so, whether it be a season-long tank or a Week 17, Week 16 tank. That's the nature of the NFL. The NFL is no longer people talking about the integrity of the game. This The NFL isn't a Norman Rockwell painting. It is no longer this picturesque, encapsulment of American culture. It is not the picture 
of Steelers defensive player Jack Lambert missing teeth with blood on his face. It is not some Steve Sable produced NFL Films video with Harry Callis, the late great Harry Callis, doing voiceover work for it and playing that iconic orchestral music behind it. That's not it anymore. And it's a little dirty. It's a little yucky. I understand one year team to win every game. I don't, again, I don't blame any Eagles fan who watched last night, doesn't give a crap about the draft picks, and just wanted them to win. That's understandable. The Eagles are our outlet for entertainment, our outlet for our lives, our struggles. A way to lose yourself in something bigger than your own self for a few hours every Sunday. I get it. But in the modern team-building, franchise-building sense, this is the NFL now. You need good players, young players, on cheap rookie contracts. That's how you win games. That's how you win Super Bowls. The Eagles don't have anybody like that. And yeah, Howie Roseman, I see, well, Howie Roseman stinks. So what does it matter what pick they get? Oh, okay, it doesn't matter what pick you get. How about the Eagles get the 45th pick? Instead of the 6th pick. Would you like that? Would it not matter at that point? What's the difference between the 6th and ninth pick? I don't know, Einstein. There are three better players still left on the board. Three theoretically superior players are available at number 6 to number 9. I'm no sabermetrician. I'm not Ben Baldwin breaking down EPA. But I can do that little bit of math and know that having the 6th pick is better than the ninth pick. Loser Giants fans. Ticking me off. Got my buddy from college. One of my best friends in college. Tom Macchio is his name. Great guy. Good guy. Complaining that the Eagles are cowards. And violated the integrity of the game. Well, you know what, Tom? The Giants should have won more than six games. They're in embarrassment. You think the Eagles are an embarrassment? You think their fans are an embarrassment for wanting to lose that game? Well, guess what? You're crybaby sore losers for complaining that you're stinky. I wish I could use different words than crap and stinky. It would be really entertaining and really therapeutic and cathartic for me. But it's almost funnier to use those silly words. Your stinky six-win team is an embarrassment that everyone on that roster and everyone in that fan base from North Jersey to Westchester to Long Island to Manhattan to the Bronx is crying that their crappy six-win team didn't make the playoffs. And no other world that that team deserved to make the playoffs. No team in the NFC East did. Again, it's not like that team went 11-5 and five and Washington ended up 11-5 and five and they won the tiebreaker and got in. Then it'd be like, you know, they had a good season. The Eagles still did the right thing. But, you know, that was a playoff team. No. They were bad too. Every team in this division. Terrible. Again, I would like to have seen the reaction if Dallas had won that game. I wonder if the outpour from both local media and the national media would have been this holier-than-thou thing where people would have construed it as, you know, the next dagger in the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry where it would have been somehow more accepted. 
But then the other thing is, I think Jerry Jones is kind of the puppet commissioner, shadow commissioner. Uh, so I kind of been worried if the NFL would have given some crazy sanctions or something if that happened to Dallas, of course, because, you know, having Dallas in the postseason is an automatic moneymaker for the National Football League. You know, I hate that this is the discourse that everyone is freaking out about this. I would rather just focus on the offseason, focus on is Jalen Hurts QB1, where is Carson Wentz going, decline to talk to reporters today. I doubt he will ever play again in Philadelphia as a Philadelphia Eagle, whatever. Had an unbelievable season here. Wouldn't have won the Super Bowl without him, but his time is done. No, are they going to sign a Gardner Minshew or a Ryan Fitzpatrick to back up Hurts? Are they going to draft Jamar Chase or then trade down and get Devonta Smith and pick up some other picks? Who are they cutting? Who are they signing? How is Howie Roseman getting them out of this cap hell he's placed them in? It's going to be a fun offseason. From the bleachers ain't stopping. I'll tell you that right now. I'm sick of everyone complaining. Oh, my six-win giant team didn't make the playoffs. You know why they didn't make the playoffs? Because they suck. Just like every other team in the NFC East. Try it. Come down to the link next year. Fans are allowed post-vaccine. Come down to the link, Giants fans, for the Eagles-Giants game. We'll see what we can do for you guys. You guys want a war? Come here. You'll be running back to the 30th Street Station trying to get on the first Amtrak train to Long Island. Or wherever. I don't know. Do you think I know where trains in New York work? I'm scared to leave the city limits for more than like three days at a time. Anyway, probably it for me. End of the season. Sigh of relief, right? We don't have to worry every Sunday. We can decompress for a couple weeks. Get ready for free agency. Wonder who the Eagles are letting go. Who are they bringing in? And obviously, one of people's favorite times of the year, no matter how well or how poorly the Eagles are doing, the NFL draft. And obviously, with the Eagles playing so poor this year, getting a high draft pick, it'll be more anticipated than really ever. That's it for me. Seamus Clancy. Check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Seamus underscore Clancy. We also run the Facebook and Instagram pages for Bleeding Green Nation. Check it out on there, those social platforms, and always my Philadelphia sports newsletter from Broad Street with Love, patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. One last time, you know, glad the season's over, but at the same time, when I'm watching playoff football this weekend, I'm going to miss it. Go Birds. Love.